Hey guys, so welcome to Shiloh. This is honestly one of my favorite new sites in Israel. I've been to Israel so many times, but it wasn't until last month that I came to Shiloh. And after I came to Shiloh, I said, Carrie, you need to go to Shiloh. Yeah. And so we've just been kind of tooling around the site for the last hour, hour and a half. And it is, it, it does something for you. You know, when you think about the Old Testament, Think about, let's dismiss Genesis because so, so many thousands of years take place in Genesis. But take Exodus, take Moses to the end of the Old Testament, Malachi. You have about a thousand years. And in that thousand year period of time, 369 of those years, God chose for his presence to rest right here. Back right behind here, us. Right behind us. And I tell you, it, you just have a sense of the presence of God in this place. Carrie, tell me what you're thinking. Well, um, it's it's leaving me a little speechless. It'll take me weeks to process all this trip, to be honest with you, and may, maybe months, and in some sense, the rest of my life. Right? You never <laughs> get away from it. Um, but this this location of Shiloh was essentially the capital of the region of Israel. Sure. For those 360 sure. whatever years. Yeah, think about said. the book of Judges and then think about that this was the place where the tribes would come and find their unity yeah. at the feast times. This is three times a year where they would gather around this tabernacle. You can imagine tribes camped all along the hills around behind us. Paul, give just a tiny panorama of, of what we're seeing. It's, it's just a, a natural place. It's like a mini Jerusalem with yeah. all the hills around. It's, uh, it's stunning. It really is. Yeah, it really is uh, almost a model of Jerusalem. When you stand on Mount Zion, you can take the buildings away. Jerusalem's topography looked just like this, but, but in larger scale. But this was where the tribes would come three times a year for feasting, for celebration, to bring the first fruits of their offerings, their increase, their tithe to God. And then God said, now eat it and celebrate and enjoy me. I think my big takeaway from the whole trip, Kurt, um, and he just, our guide just emphasized it, is uh, the celebratory spirit of God. That God wants us to see him as not only gentle and loving and, and holy and all these things, but he wants us to enjoy him. He, he wanted his people to gather in their covenant community as a nation and celebrate him and, and be festive in his presence. And that brought him pleasure. And he was pleased to bless them in that covenant relationship. And it began here. Talk for a minute about, you, you got yeah. something on your mind, but then come to Hannah. No, no, I want, because this is perfect. So you talked about the celebratory experience and the way we should enjoy God. That's why God was so upset with Eli. Because Eli had these two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, who had just basically merchandised the work of God. It became the family business. It became the family business. Uh, they were taking the, the, the parts of the sacrifice that didn't belong to them. Uh, they were committing immoral acts with women. And, and people despised. You read it, 1 Samuel chapter 2. They despised the offering of the Lord. And it was oppressive. Of, it was a weight to them. And but think about that, though, in terms of, okay. Contrast. We're, we're, we're pastors. Yeah. Many of you, you're, you're Christian leaders. You teach a Sunday school class, a small group. You're a mom. You're a dad. But I wonder sometimes if our 
worship of God has not become mechanical. Obligatory. Has but obligatory. And what happens is those whom we lead begin to despise the worship of the Lord. But you know, in spite of that, there was, there was one family that was faithful and one woman in particular that never lost her faith in God. Hannah. Hannah. This is where she prayed, right behind us. Uh, Lord, give me a son. And God answered her prayer and even used that corrupt priest, Eli, mm -hmm. to deliver that answer, which is remarkable in itself. And you know, her son, Samuel, grew up here serving the Lord, uh, traveled the, the nation of Israel, brought the nation together, anointed Saul, anointed David. He was God's man, God's representative to the nation for a generation and or more. And it's just a remarkable thing what God did here at Shiloh. And, and you know, not not to end on a negative note, I, I don't think it will be, but you know, Eli got to the place where he looked at the Ark of God as a thing. He looked at the Ark of God as just uh, a piece of furniture that he could use to leverage blessing. And remember, they sent the Ark of God against the Philistines at the Battle of Aphek, and they, they failed abysmally. The messenger came back, said, hey, listen, we've lost your sons are dead. The ark has been stolen. Eli fell back and died. The, the daughter-in-law of Eli, Phineas's wife, was uh, great with child. She went into premature labor. She gave birth to a son named Ichabod, and she named that boy, the glory has departed. And you, you know, I've got to think, you know, what, what makes church, church? What makes family, family? What makes the Christian life the Christian life? It's God. And and when that's gone, what else matters? The glory departed because they just lost focus on the, the very reason for the sight. It became to Eli a good luck charm. It did. A mystical, it did. mechanical uh, thing. Yep. And how easy it is for us today, our Christianity, our churches, our environments, even as leaders, uh, we can lead our church families into a, into a place that is not a flourishing place. Mm -hmm. It's not a spiritually healthy place. It's not a festive, celebratory place. And uh, and I, I know I'm speaking. I know Kurt feels this way about his church. I want Emmanuel to be a, a festive, healthy, enjoying God community. Mm -hmm. You know, I, because I believe that's the heart of God, and I believe. Uh, I have a good shepherd who leads me to green pastures. Yep. And that's my my last comment. You can see behind us very rocky slopes. Yep. But they're green. And they're only green. We found out while we've been here a couple of months, yep. a year. And I'm thinking, wow, for uh, the, the, the Israelites, when David penned, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. He, he, he makes me lie down in green pastures. They would have imagined God being gentle and providing and, and giving us rest and peace and provision, but not just two months of the year, perpetually. Yeah, yeah. You know, always living water, always green, always the bread of life. Man, it's awesome. Yeah, and remember the tabernacle that stood on the spot that represented the very presence of God, really, that, that, that housed the very presence of God is all just a great picture of Jesus, Jesus. who tabernacled among us. us. And we don't have to come to Shiloh and Israel to experience that. We have him, Jesus Christ. Love him, serve him, embrace him today. Your life will be so enriched. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, if the wind has gotten to the video or if it's a little bit uh, broken up, it's because
kind of in a remote region of, of northern Israel, uh, Samaria. So uh, thanks for hanging with us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have God, a great day. God bless.